Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, folks. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're continuing to begin our examination of 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians. And we've actually spent all of our time so far in Acts 16 and Acts 17 to see how this church had received the gospel message. And we've seen what happened. Paul and his entourage comes in after they'd gotten out of the jail in Philippi. And I guarantee you they were able to point to the, uh, uh, the bruises and the contusions and the problems that they had experienced during that time. But they reasoned in the synagogues, as was Paul's habit. He would go to the Jewish synagogues, first of all. And they went there explaining and gave evidence that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead. And then he said that Jesus that I'm proclaiming you is the Christ because why? Because he suffered and he rose from the dead. So in Thessalonica, you see that a lot of people believed. Some from the Jewish synagogue believed. A large number of the God-fearing Greeks believed and a number of the women but we saw that the Jewish people, the Jewish leadership particularly, were jealous. And so they had hired wicked people from the marketplace. They formed the mob, got the whole city in an uproar, went to Jason's house where Paul and everybody were staying. They weren't there. They drugged Jason and the brethren out, took them to the city's authorities. And one of the great lines in Scripture, these men who have turned the world upside down are here also. And they explained why, because Jason welcomed them. And so they stirred up the crowds, they stirred up the authorities, they made Jason and his friends uh, put down down payment on the money, uh, with money, and then they released them. Well, as soon as they were released, they got Paul and Silas out of town. And Paul and Silas went by night to Berea, and when they arrived in Berea, in other words, they snuck out that night. When they got to Berea, they went to the synagogues of the Jews. Well, the Jews there were more noble-minded. And they received the word, and they did so eagerly, with great eagerness. And they examined the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. In other words, they just didn't believe because somebody came in and said it. They checked it with the word of God, folks. Okay? They checked it with the word of God. That is so, so needed today. Uh, generally speaking, in the body of Christ today, the body either totally neglects the word of God and gives uh, way, way too much strength to, well, this is what I've always thought, or this is what our denomination says. Either that, or we, if somebody that we have trusted in times past, if they say it, then, well, it must be right, because brother so-and-so, what I hear a lot of, of is this, well, they're the pastor, and so we have to follow and have to do what they say. They must be right, and nothing can be further from the truth. Okay? These folks examine the Scripture themselves daily, not just when they got together on the Sabbath, but daily to see if these things were so. And many of them believed. Many of the Jews believed. A large number of the prominent Greek women and men. So there was a huge outpouring of the Spirit of God. But we left it off here with the last episode, verse 13 of Acts 17. But when the Jews of Thessalonica found out that the Word of God had been proclaimed by Paul and Berea also, they came there as well, agitating and stirring up the crowds. So it wasn't good enough for the Jews in Thessalonica who had started all that stuff, who'd made a big ruckus over Jason, who had done all. When they found out that Paul and Silas had got out of town and gone to Berea, they weren't just satisfied saying, okay, well, at least they're not here. We're not going to worry about them. They packed up and went to the town. 
they packed up and went to Berea and began agitating and stirring up the crowd there. Well, what happened? Verse 14. Then immediately the brethren sent Paul out to go as far as the sea, and Silas and Timothy remained there. So by this time, you can see that the focus and the attention was upon Paul. They were after him. And so the brethren led him out of town. Well, the next thing you see in Acts is he goes down to Athens and it continues just a marvelous story. Um, but what I wanted us to see is I wanted us to understand the emotions that would be involved here. Because now we go over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1, and Paul says this, Paul and Silvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. This wasn't just some perfunctory, hey there, y'all, may the peace of God be upon you. No, they were going through traumatic times, had gone through dramatic, traumatic times, would continue to do so. We're going to see just in the first chapter, in this very short first chapter, we're going to see so much about what had happened to them and what God had done in and through them. So Paul it, you know, has this welcome grace to you in peace. Now, verse 2 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. We give thanks to God always for all of you making mention in our prayers. And as often happens with Paul when he's writing the Greek here, uh, verse 2, 3, 4, 5 are all one sentence. <laughs> okay, we'll be able to go through just a portion of it here. First thing he does is he gives thanks to God for them. And then he tells them, you know, we are always making mention of you in our prayers. In other words, we are keeping you before the Father. Well, what was he keeping before the Father? Well, verse 3 tells us, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father. You're going to see a lot of these three kind of things. You see that quite often in a lot of uh, Scripture. He says, we're doing this. We're keeping in mind, first thing, your work of faith. It was by faith that they believed. Remember, Paul comes into town. He goes to the synagogue of the Jews. He presents the truth. Some believed. It's a work of faith. And then a labor of love. It is the work that we do of salvation and the working out of salvation that is by faith. But it's in love. And that love is a labor of love. Okay? A lot of times people say, well, well, love's easy. Really now? Really? It is a labor of love. And the steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father. So he's saying that the Lord Jesus Christ is actually in the presence of God and Father, and he is our hope. And it is in that hope and in him that we remain steadfast. We're going to see a lot of things in First and Second Thessalonians related to the, uh, the end time things, the Lord coming again. And you see little hints right here. Our hope is not in the past necessarily. Our hope isn't in the present. Our steadfastness of hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ, who's in the presence of the Lord God and Father right now at this moment. Verse 4 says this, Knowing, brethren, beloved by God, his choice of you. He wanted them to know that they were chosen by God. And boy, these are some things that we see constantly through the Scripture. And I know like out of my background, boy, out of my denominational background, they go crazy over some of these things. You know, of a, a called, of chosen, of predestined, of elect. But they're biblical terms, all, I mean, just and, and manifested in so many different ways. Here he says, I know this, brethren, that you're beloved by God, and God chose you. 
Okay, he chose you. Now the last verse, verse five. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You see a three-point thing right there, that the, the gospel didn't just come in the word. You know, you'll hear so much about the gospel now just in word, but rarely do you see it in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. We'll pick up a little more of that the next time we get together. But I just want you to think about this. So much of what we see now that passes as the proclamation of the gospel or the body of Christ preaching and teaching is absolutely powerless, folks. Absolutely powerless. Just the droning and the uh, the talking of man. I mean, you actually hear it said that way in some church that said, well, uh, somebody's going to give a talk. Oh, really? You're going to give a talk. You know, I don't want to talk, okay? I want to hear the word of the Lord in power and in the Holy Spirit and in full conviction, not just the droning of man in words, but the empowerment of the word of man by the word of God and by the Holy Spirit of God. That would change and transform men's life. Again, we'll pick that up next time. Uh, I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.